It's the Y'all Show, April 1st, and we're not fooling. Welcome into the Hall Southern Show, John Rawl. Our number, 803-816-1170 on Twitter. You can find us at Y'all Show, Instagram at Y'all Show. We want to hear from y'all. We have a wonderful week here to start off the month of April. Lined up for you, great interviews, great information, and oh, great fun, too. You do not want to miss it. Today's show, to be specific, Coming up a little bit later this hour, we're going to be joined by Connor Hennessy. He's the assistant director at Camp Ozark in Mount Ida, Arkansas. This is a wonderful camp. Been going on for many, many decades. And we're only about two months away from when little kitties go off to summer camp. And Camp Ozark has been a tradition for many, many Southerners for many, many decades. And my friend Connor Hennessy will be stopping by to let you know about what all's going on at Camp Ozark this year. And if it's a little too late for you this year to sign up your youngster for camp, remember Camp Ozark for the summer of 2020. Connor's coming on later this hour in our Y'all Street Business Report. You do not want to miss it. We also have hashtag hullabaloo coming up this hour. When we go to hour two, we're going to look back at the final four. It's set. And we have three of the four contenders in the final four of college basketball from the South. The ACC's Virginia Cavaliers, the Big 12's Texas Tech Red Raiders, their first ever Final Four. And from the SEC, War Eagle, the Auburn Tigers, our Final Four bound, their first time ever to head to the Final Four. Those three teams join Michigan State in Minneapolis for the Final Four of college basketball so we'll have a report on that we've got some news a bad day for the women's side of college basketball on sunday as your two teams from the south lost and will not be going to the women's final four we'll have all that info coming up at the start of hour two plus some news on johnny manziel and the alliance of american football i actually attended johnny manziel's game on saturday in memphis as the memphis express took on the orlando apollos at the liberty bowl and i'll kind of weigh in on my thoughts on the alliance also on manziel's injury he evidently suffered a concussion in that game a loss by memphis to orlando so that's coming your way plus the teller of tales from takapola jerry short will be stopping by with an april 1st edition of his report and we're not joking y'all all that coming up on y'all talk with a southern accent we start off today's headlines from Columbia, South Carolina, a horrible story that came in over the weekend from the capital city of South Carolina as police there have arrested a man there named Nathaniel David Rowan, and he was arrested and charged in the death of a 21-year-old student from the University of South Carolina, Samantha Josephson, who was a native of Robbinsville, New Jersey. According to authorities, Josephson, she wanted to get a uber ride late on i think it was saturday night or friday morning saturday night something like that and she got into a car that she thought was an uber ride and it turned out it was a car driven by mr roland who had the child locks in the backseat of the cars on she couldn't get out and it was a very violent murder of this woman according to authorities her body was assaulted in many ways and blood was everywhere they arrested this man luckily the police in columbia south carolina were able to get out there the governor of south carolina put a statement out on twitter over the weekend saying that first lady peggy mcmaster that's henry mcmaster's wife he and peggy are devastated and crushed over the Josephson family losing their beautiful daughter samantha she was one of the brightest young stars and 
again a horrible tragedy there in south carolina as this man evidently according to police killed her after she thought she was getting into an uber ride and it turned out to be this man mr roland who at 24 years old charged now in the death of 21 year old samantha josephson from new jersey there in columbia south carolina more headlines from the state of georgia the heartbeat abortion ban now heads to governor brian kemp's desk to sign and watchful eyes are looking out over georgia as the georgia house in atlanta gave final approval friday to legislation which will outlaw outlaw abortions after a fetal heartbeat can be detected and this bill if signed to law would be one of the strictest abortion bans in the u.s signing the abortion law in the country was a campaign pledge of kemp during his run for governor in 2018 now one of the videos that i saw that recently came out was from one of the women on the in the georgia house i think she's a democrat she had a very powerful testimony in front of the georgia legislature because she has had many many i guess you would call them not necessarily abortions but she's had many many miscarriages in her time and she talked about it she's very open and and talked about how she had to be escorted out of her gynecologist's office because she was crying so much and all that and but she's pro-abortion and so it's a very difficult subject there in atlanta and now this heartbeat abortion ban heading to brian kemp's desk and he's expected to sign it president donald trump on saturday said a navy seal charged with murder and the stabbing of an iraqi war prisoner will be moved to a less restrictive confinement while he awaits trial trump said in a tweet that the move was in honor of special operations chief edward gallagher's past service to the country and the tweet came after 18 republican members of the house sent a letter to navy secretary richard spencer raising concerns about the conditions of gallagher's confinement at a navy brig in california gallagher is accused of killing a teenage islamic state fighter under his care and then holding his reenlistment ceremony with the corpse navy prosecutors also accused gallagher of shooting two civilians in iraq and opening fire on crowds and i think i don't have the data here i believe gallagher at one time was a resident in the south somewhere and i apologize i don't have that info in front of me is alabama really the heart of dixie a story's coming out saying how in the state's effort to celebrate its 200th year, its bicentennial this year, the state is presenting diversity in this bicentennial year. And this year, with a discussion about the horrors of slavery on space with a Civil War reenactment promoted by a Confederate Heritage Group and scores of other events, many focused on civil rights. And we'll see how much. Now, Mississippi just had its 200 it's hard to believe mississippi's older than alabama but it is they were both kind of settled at the same time in fact i think they were actually one area and someone divided them into two 200 years ago but alabama happy 200th birthday and we'll have to see just how indeed diverse your state is here in its bicentennial year so far the state's getting generally positive marks for its bicentennial which is operating on about a ten and a half million dollar government in funding over three years and raise another three million dollars in private funds to have this bicentennial celebration in the heart of dixie the diverse heart of dixie the mayor of new orleans is now apologizing for the lynchings of 11 not african-americans 
but the 1891 lynching of 11 Italian Americans. And Latoya Cantrell, mayor of New Orleans, plans to apologize to all these Italian Americans for what's considered to be the U.S., the deadliest lynching in the country. And it killed 11 Italian immigrants after acquittals in a police chief's murder. And the 1891 lynching and responses to it prompted Italy to close its embassy in the U.S. The U.S. then closed its embassy in Italy. I had no idea that this happened in 1891. About a th- about 30,000 Italian immigrants lived in New Orleans and hundreds were arrested during an investigation that followed this murder trial and the man, someone died back in that time period. They went to trial and just chaos breaking out. But yes, now we know that the mayor of New Orleans of 2019 apologizing for the worst lynching in American history. I had no idea that this ever happened. And I certainly had no idea that it happened to Italian Americans in 1891. Some news from El Paso as it's been long awaited, but now official Beto O'Rourke is officially launching his presidential campaign. He did this in El Paso before heading off to Houston and Austin, Texas over the weekend. And O'Rourke said that Texas and its 38 electoral votes count like they have never counted before. All of us have a seat at the table. All of us matters. He spoke for more than 30 minutes in the middle of downtown El Paso. Now, he's been criticized for being light on policy, but he discussed universal health care, immigration, and citizenship for DACA recipients. He also talked about voting rights. But Beto O'Rourke officially, Robert O'Rourke, and he's officially in the presidential race for 2020 on the Democratic side. Beto O'Rourke now off and running. Now, here's someone else that made that decision to run for president over the weekend, but I bet you hadn't heard of this guy, Wayne Messam. He's out of the South Florida area, uh, not far from Tampa. Miramar, Florida is where he's from, and the mayor of Miramar, Florida, announced he's running for the Democratic nomination, and he made his announcement at the Florida Memorial University on Saturday. This was the first speech of his campaign. He's the son of Jamaican immigrants said he wants to give Americans another chance at the American dream. Messam's entrance into the 2020 race came down two weeks after he launched an exploratory committee. He's been the mayor of Miramar, Florida since 2015. Look out, Miramar, Florida, the proving ground for Democratic presidential contenders. (laughs) But here's another race, another man entering the race, and we wish Wayne Messam all the best. I guess you could say he would definitely be a dark horse candidate because I had never heard of him prior to reading this story today. Good news also from the state of Florida. This for native of that state, Michael Irvin, former Dallas Cowboys receiver, former star for the U, the Miami Hurricanes. And this Dallas Cowboy legend announced that he is cancer free. He was in the hospital this week after throat doctors decided to give him a throat biopsy. And now Michael Irwin says throat cancer runs in his family, but he is cancer free. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing for this wide receiver who played for the Cowboys during the team's three Super Bowl championship wins. And he went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale before heading off to play for the Canes in the, I guess, late 80s is when Michael Irwin played for the U, but cancer free for this NFL and college football great although 
Boy, he had a lot of stories off the field during his time in the NFL. Hey, I'm going to say the word Gator, but I'm not talking about the team out of Gainesville, Florida. This is coming from Jupiter, Florida, uh, not far from where President Donald Trump has Mar-a-Lago. A massive gator was found there weighing over 700 pounds and measuring nearly 12 feet in length, and it's been caught by the someone in the jupiter florida area a jupiter police spokesperson says a trapper caught the unusually large gator near an office park at the end of last week after a business owner reported it the reptile weighed nearly 750 pounds and is being taken to a gator farm in central florida the department of police posted pictures of officers wrangling with the gator and photos of the reptile have been shared more than 800 times and that number is certainly going up <laughs> alligators are especially active in this part of south florida during warm weather their mating season runs from now through june so be careful there are some big old boys big old whoppers out there in florida south florida but we know all too well they're all over the southeast just about from kentucky literally down to florida and east and west all over the place too well george washington may have wanted to chop down that cherry tree once well the mayor of nashville has had a similar feeling and unfortunately for mayor briley in music city he's catching more heat than old george did back in the day and now the mayor says the city is not going to cut down 21 ornamental cherry trees to make space for this month's nfl draft and he caught a lot of grief and so the mayor who announced that they would cut these down as backtrack he told a lie i guess kind of like george washington and uh, he's informed the nfl and the nashville convention and visitors corp that they will have to remove the trees intact and then replant them in the city any trees that are diseased or near death will be replaced with new healthy trees and this change came after tree planting advocates complained about the cherry tree plans to chop them down and and replace them ultimately and this would have taken years for the young trees that had been promised in their place to reach maturity. And the mayor, Mayor Briley, David Briley, says that in addition to relocating these 21 mature trees intact, the city will plant 17 new cherry trees at downtown's Riverfront Park. So we love us some cherry trees no matter where they are, but in Nashville. I don't know why they have to cut these things down for the NFL draft, but evidently, I guess they need them for space or something like that. But. Luckily for all of you fans of cherry trees in the South and fans of Nashville getting the upcoming NFL draft at the end of this month, good news, those trees will be around beyond the draft. And finally here, we told you recently about some earthquakes that have happened around the Florida-Alabama border, not far from Pensacola. And now scientists are sending additional sensors to South Alabama and the Florida Panhandle with aims of solving that mystery of what caused a spate of recent earthquakes. Five earthquakes have been detected in that region within a three-week span, and government researchers are trying to determine whether the quakes are related to oil and gas operations in South Alabama and in the Florida Panhandle. So we'll wait for the research to come in. There were few earthquakes reported in that area before 1997. That year, several quakes, including one that was estimated to be a magnitude 4.9, struck near Bruton, Alabama. That was Alabama's second largest earthquake ever recorded, according to AL.com. And now, because of some of the, I guess, fracking that they're doing in lower Alabama, some people are wondering if that has had anything to do with these recent uh, the earthquakes that are happening in South Alabama and beyond. Again, five earthquakes 
in a three-week span. That's a lot of earthquakes. And you don't want to be sitting on the beach there at Pensacola Beach or even not far away in Destin. And, and instead of worrying about a killer wave coming at you, you got a earthquake wave happening in that part of the area. Just maybe, maybe we'll find out it's just Mother Nature acting like Mother Nature in that part of the lower Alabama and Panhandle of Florida area. That's your look at headlines here on this Monday. When we come back, we're going to have some hashtag hullabaloo fun. You don't want to miss out on the social media madness. That's ahead. Plus, at the end of this hour, Connor Hennessy, the assistant director of Camp Ozark in Arkansas, will be our special guest to get us ready for summer camp. Whether maybe it's for you or your little ones, we're going to give you a great preview of what Camp Ozark is all about. That's coming up on the Y'all Street Business Report here on the Y'all Show. Opportunity doesn't really knock. It pops up, barges in, or runs by at 100 miles an hour. That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at vistaprint.com. Just use promo code SALE40. That's vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. Oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? (sighs) Yep. Feel like racing? (laughs) Hey, wait. (laughs) This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. We're back. It's y'all on this first day of April, a new month, April showers. <laughs> And I don't know if you saw the news, and many of you may be still feeling the effects of this, but we had a cold front come across most of the South Saturday evening, Sunday, and when some people were enjoying temperatures in the mid-70s and 80s, they woke up the next day and it was like freezing temperatures in Tennessee, parts of Mississippi, Kentucky, into North Georgia, North Alabama. Yeah, we're not quite out of the cold stuff quite yet, but boy, wasn't it nice when we 
we did kind of enjoy those warmer temperatures. I don't think any of us are longing for the 105 degree days of July, <laughs> but for right now, this is a wonderful time of year from a temperature standpoint. At least, hey, this is a wonderful time of day because it's hashtag hullabaloo time here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. This is where we dive onto social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we find some great Southern stuff out there and we share with all y'all here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Our first tweet comes from Christiana at that miss underscore Chris at that miss M-I-S-S underscore K-R-I-S-S. Her profile says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Well, isn't that accurate, Christiana? Here is Christiana's tweet on today's y'all show. My grandma low key traumatized me. Gave me a busket with molasses, and she put busket, B-U-S-S-C-U-I-T. I I guess she's trying to put in a very extra effort on the pronunciation of busket. Her grandma traumatized her, gave her a busket with molasses. Yes, we Southern, I thought that was jelly, and she she put an expletive before that. She, She said she was traumatized. Because she had a biscuit with molasses. She thought that was going to be some kind of jelly. Instead, it was with molasses. And then she writes, this why I have trust issues. All done by your grandma, Christiana. Now, I don't know about you. I didn't grow up with molasses anywhere around me. In fact, I don't know, truthfully, if I've really ever had it. I've had sugar cane. And that traumatized me when I had my first sugar cane. I, I actually thought it was going to be wonderful. And it was a, a, literally a taste that stuck in my head for years. And it made me nauseous every time I thought about it. I had a great uncle who harvested sugar cane with a mule, I think. To be honest, that, that's pretty old Southern right there. That shows my Southerness when I tell you that I had family members who harvested sugar cane with a mule. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I saw him do it once. But molasses, that's that's old school there. That, that's going back to the 19th century when molasses was a lot more used. But tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe there's parts of the South where molasses is a bigger deal than others. But uh, I don't think so. I think we've moved on to, to jelly. I mean, we've gotten lazy. We don't go out and harvest molasses like we used to because we got canned jelly that lasts forever. And, boy, we got other kind of preserves that we use. How about people that do their own canning? Uh, that's a whole other subject sometime that we need to talk about. But those who do the canning of jellies, my my goodness, what a lost art that is. But unfortunately, Christiana, your grandmother was not into canning grape and apple and fig and peach preserves. She was evidently into molasses, and you had a pretty dramatic childhood, it sounds like. So sorry about that. Deep River Sporting is on Twitter at Deep River SC. Now, Deep River Sporting Clays and Shooting School offering a sport clay shooting course featuring 64 glorious acres of North Carolina wilderness. Well, this sounds like an infomercial coming from Deep River Sporting Clays. But I saw this, and it's something worth bringing up here on the Y'all Show. Something we need to have Cleve Marsh talk about in his Out in the South sometimes. Cleve, I know you're listening. Talk about sporting clays sometime, will you? Well, Deep River Sporting Clays sent a tweet out that said, Four weeks will fly by. Make sure you don't miss the 20th annual Southern Side-by-Side, April 25th through the 28th, 
all are welcome family friendly food trucks and no gate fees all at the 20th annual southern side by side which i assume is some kind of sporting clays tournament after march madness ends we we got a long way to go till college football so you can kind of help get there quicker by getting out your gun and participating in a sporting clay event (laughs) and a shooting school and we got a lot of shooting places now in the south we have really i mean you travel anywhere and you see all kinds in the south at least all kinds of places that sell guns from a dick's sporting goods which i know they're cutting back in some cases but you've got a lot of your mom and pop places that sell lots of guns i mean it's it's a big business and then you got the business of the indoor shooting ranges that are a big deal and then i guess there's not too many indoor sporting clay places maybe i'm wrong that'd have to be a really tall place but there's plenty of opportunities if you're into guns to go out and participate with sporting clays and in this case deep river sporting clays and shooting school in north carolina is just one of those so if you're interested and you live in that part of the south check it out next up on twitter is a tweet that i found that is kind of a conversation going back and forth with someone named john gordon and i'll first read what i saw first and and we'll go from there it says i read that most colds are transferred from hand to mouth so i usually don't shake hands i give people a choice of a hug or fist bump well last week i shook hands with people and now i'm sick as a dog for the first time in a while so i'm going back to hugs and fist bumps okay well, that was a statement someone put out on Twitter. And John Gordon, at J-O-N Gordon 11, he responded that said, I heard that shaking hands started in the Wild West to show that you didn't have a gun in your hand when you greeted someone. Seems like an unnecessary tradition to carry on with a little smiley face. Have y'all heard of that one? That's news to me. I have not heard of that, but it, I guess it makes sense to me. If not, it's a April Fool's joke coming to us from john gordon well kim m mills on twitter at kim m mills a commercial real estate broker she responded that hugs are the southern handshake well amen to that kim i like that yeah but but we like shaking hands in the south too especially if you're a fella it's kind of the manly thing to to seal a deal especially a business deal you you, got to shake that hand all right and finally two quick gifs to share with you here on this monday and the first one comes from i guess this came from twitter originally it's a picture of kermit the frog and he's got his head hung down and his shoulders bent he's sitting on the ledge real depressed a real picture of the real kermit with the heading above his head that says i just want to go fishing and below him it says is that too much to ask (laughs) Is it too much to ask to go fishing? No, I think it's something. If you want to do, you shouldn't hang your head in shame like Kermit the Frog here in this GIF. And our last GIF comes, it says, are there actually people out there who make their beds every morning? Or is that just a myth? <laughs> are there actually people out there who make their beds every morning? Or is that just a myth? Well, I make my bed every morning. I'm sorry i guess i was raised right but i haven't always done it but i just like to see a bed it's kind of like that old wise tale of kind of keeping your underoos clean you just never know what might happen to you and i'd hate for somebody to walk into my house if i'm not here and see that i had a pigsty and my bed wasn't made i won't 
I want y'all to know that I try to at least have a somewhat clean house, especially my bed. I actually not only make my bed, I spray it down with with Lysol every day. If I don't have brand new clean sheets on there, I'll I'll Lysol it up. So maybe that's one reason I don't get sick very often. I, th- I think it does make a difference. But that is hashtag Hullabaloo, and maybe you can go enjoy a nice, clean, fresh bed, well-made bed, and maybe you'll get somebody to make it for you if you're lucky. That would be your reward right here on the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Connor Hennessy. He is with Camp Ozark, and he's going to tell us all about this wonderful place in Arkansas and how you, perhaps as a parent, can still sign your little one up for this year's camp. All that is ahead on our Y'all Street Business Report. Don't go anywhere. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music get up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming get up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4 slash play. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hems.com slash play. That's 4hems.com slash play for your first month for just five bucks. 4hems.com slash play. It's the Y'all Show, where we talk about all things Southern, including Southern business. And here, as we get our week going here with John Rawl, your gracious host, I'm going to welcome in Connor Hennessy with Camp Ozark in Arkansas. And we're going to talk about all of that in just a second, what you've got there as the assistant director of Camp Ozark. But how you doing, sir? Doing well, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Connor and I have worked together in radio for a long time, doing a lot of sports stuff, and I'm proud of the old boy. You're out there hopefully making lots of money and making a big impact on kids around the South. 
Well, I don't know about the money part. It's not necessarily about that for us, but uh, I grew up at Camp Ozark and uh, as a camper and then uh, worked in college. And, and so now I've worked there full time, dedicate uh, my life to it uh, at the moment, met my wife there. So um, believe in what we do at Camp Ozark and um, would love to talk about it some more. Yeah, CampOzark.com is the website. Now, if you're in the, I say, western fringe of the south, meaning Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, you're probably a little bit more familiar with this camp than other parts of the south. However, I did my research, Connor. Y'all have people attending that camp from 35 states and I think six foreign countries. Yeah, we have campers and staff coming from all over the United States and um, many countries outside as well. And um, obviously, we're growing our brand nationwide, but there is a, a clientele for us here in the South. And um, so, like you said, Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi, kind of our um, areas. But we have people from all over the United States. Yeah, and of course, this is a, a fun camp. Now, Camp Ozark in Mount Ida, it's not far from Hot Springs. That's probably your closest big city or bigger city, Connor? Yeah, so we're about 45 minutes, 40 miles or so from uh, Hot Springs in a town called Mount Ida. About a 1,000 people live in Mount Ida, but we love it. And you're one of those 1,000 people? Well, I you, I lived there for two years. Now I'm based in our Houston, Texas office. Ah, uh, okay. We uh, we close up the camp around Labor Day, and uh, a lot of our staff go back to Houston and base all of our um, staff recruiting efforts and um, other efforts, corporate efforts, out of there. Um, but we are family owned and operated. It's not a it's not a big corporation or anything. It's a Sam and Susan Torn own and operate Camp Ozark, and um, their sons and daughters um, operate it day to day. So um, a lot of us are based out of Houston, but Actually, in about a month, I'll go up to camp for the rest of the summer. So wow. many of us will move up in about a month. Well, that's quite a contrast going from one of the biggest cities in the entire country to going to a very remote part of Arkansas. But that's a pretty good blend, I would assume, Connor. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, it's it's a pretty small town, but uh, we kind of have our own town, Camp Ozark. Uh, there, we're about six miles west of Mount Ida. Um, and if you go on our website, we've got our interactive map and, and all that where you can check out all of our infrastructure and everything. And, um, but you know, there's a lot to do when I say we have a small town <laughs> at Camp Ozark. We really do. We have over 150 activities for the kids to choose from. Um, and unlike other camps, the, the big Ozark difference, one of the big Ozark differences, there's a lot of them, but, um, the big one is it's individualized schedules. So the kids pick what they do. Yeah, and again, this camp in Arkansas, each summer, over 6,500 kids come to Camp Ozark. You've got over 400 acres of wonderful terrain there. It's actually in the middle of a national forest, right? That's right, the Washington National Forest. Um, we're right right at the beginning of it, and uh, all of our uh, lake activities are on Lake Washita, and um, we have a spring-fed lake right in the middle of camp, but um, for wakeboarding and skiing and all that stuff, we go to Lake Washita, so the terrain, in our opinion, couldn't be better for a summer camp. Of course, Hot Springs known for its water. How's the water in Lake Wachital? Is it comparable to Hot Springs? I think it was named the clearest lake in the state of Arkansas. So, yeah, lake. Um, and it's for us, it's the best lake in the world. But, oh, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a great lake for those familiar with it. Um, it's very clear. It's The, the water's great, and um, it's a huge lake, and it's uh, there's no... You can't own property on it because it's uh, operated by the Corps of Engineers. So um, there's um, 
that we've got our traffic and everything, but there's there's not homes on it, so there's just not filled with people. Well, Connor, one thing, if you go to the website, CampOzark.com, you're going to see some great videos and great information for not only the kids to watch, but the parents who are considering sending their little ones to Camp Ozark this year or in years to come. And I love the fact that y'all don't hold back. You're very, very proud of your property there. Absolutely. And we believe in what we do. Like I said, I grew up there, so um, I wouldn't be on your show talking about how awesome Camp Ozark was if I didn't believe in it. Um, I'm a product of it. But um, like you said, we have a lot of stuff for our parents. If they go to CampOzark.com and go to the four parents tab, there's um, packing guides, special event guides, the the entire guide of the summer, quick facts, um, frequently asked questions, all those things. And um, for us, it's a Christian summer camp. um, So uh, for us, our emphasis is on uh, planting seeds and kids and um, helping build and, and strengthen relationships with Jesus Christ. So uh, that's what we're about. And if, um, you know, if everything else will fall in line, the fun parts and all that. But obviously, we're not a church camp. So um, we say that because um, we don't want to overwhelm the kids we want them to have a great time and have the summer of their life and we think they will at camp Ozark. so what is the difference between a christian camp and a church camp connor well i don't know i mean it's not um it's not a bad thing that the church camps are great but um for us we don't want to overwhelm the kids with um too much faith you know does that make sense so um well one thing you're not you're not aligned with a particular denomination i guess is one difference right Right. So we're non-denominational. We, uh, our staff come from many different churches, obviously a Christian faith church. But um, for us, we'll have worship services every night that are age and gender specific most times. They're always age specific, but sometimes they're even uh, more specific and gender specific. And um, we'll have devotionals every night. But they'll, like I said, they've got personal schedules and activities and all this crazy stuff. And they start um, fairly early in the morning and go um, until well after dark. So um, they're busy, busy, and obviously um, we teach them uh, the basics about faith. And, and as they come back year after year, they can build on that faith, and that's that's what we're all about. Now, Connor, of course, unfortunately, camps around the country have kind of been in the news for the bad things out there. How do parents know that the staff there is? I'm sure I'm sure y'all go through all kind of training and things like that. So, how can you reassure a parent that they're going to have a quality staff when they come to Camp Ozark? No, I'm glad you asked that. We've never had a scenario like that at Camp Ozark, and we plan to keep it that way. Um, just to give you some background, uh, we interview a, a lot, a lot, a lot of summer staff uh, candidates, and they're from colleges and universities, many of which are from um, this area. So um, we, we do a lot of the SEC schools, uh, some of the Big 12 schools. And so what that looks like when we go on a campus is we do about a 30, 45-minute um, sit-down interview. That's They're non-committal at the time, but um, they have to submit four references. They have to submit an application where they have follow-up kind of short answer questions. But then also we have background checks. Um, Presidium out of Dallas is one of the uh, leaders in um, training uh, to prevent any issues like this. And uh, we go through our staff. They come to our office in Houston and in Mount Ida and um, train us uh, on prevention and, and recognizing anything that could be wrong and also hiring um, and screening out folks. And that's the biggest part of their training is our screening training. And so um, we go through robust trainings, but then also our summer staff have to go through an online training with Presidium prior to their arrival at Camp Ozark. They're not going to work if they don't complete that training. And then when they get to Camp Ozark, there's a 
uh, strenuous uh, one-week skills training where they're trained in safety areas like lifeguarding, shooting sports, uh, things of that nature. And then uh, the next week is their orientation into our Campos Art program. And, and not, all, not only are they oriented in our program and safety and everything, but it's also uh, more um, of that type of stuff. So um, I'm not going to disclose all of the uh, specifics of our training, but um, I can tell you it is a strenuous program. And, and like I said, Camp Ozark's never been accused of anything of that nature, and we're going to keep it that way. And, of course, you evidently have passed the background check, Connor, but they should have called me because I would have at least flagged you because you're a Boston Red Sox fan. <laughs> hey, now, the world champion Boston Red Sox. I know. Are they, they going to do it again this year? Uh, you look, I don't know. It's very hard to repeat in, in the big leagues, but uh, they've got a pretty good team, so we'll see. Are you able to keep up with the outside world when you're at Camp Ozark in the middle of the summertime? Are you able to keep up with a pennant race? Well, look, it's uh, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. Uh, forget the uh, the internet is not the greatest in Central Arkansas, <laughs> which but, it shouldn't be. Um, I mean, if you're going to uh, get away to a camp, you don't need to be on the internet. That's exactly right. And look, you segue, you teed me up for a perfect um, thing. So uh, we're on social media at Camp Ozark Live on Instagram is one of our biggest, and then Facebook.com slash Camp Ozark. And um, we actually posted uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, why we're tech-free so the kids don't have their cell phones or oh. computers or ipads or any of that stuff the staff the summer staff um don't have their phones technology any of that there's an article that we posted on our social media um, about why we're tech-free and you can find that on our facebook or instagram page um, and the main reason is we want them to be safe that's our number one priority in anything we do safety but the other thing is we want them to have genuine friendships and that's um for our campers and our staff, we want them to have genuine relationships and not live through a screen. It's 2019. We know a lot of people can't uh, stay away from their phones and their screens. I'm one of them. But yes, you uh, are. During, <laughs> during the summer, uh, we are electronics free, and we feel like that gives the kids the opportunity to have real, genuine friendships and relationships with both campers and staff. And um, our, the other safety part of it is. Um, Obviously, we don't want um, anything, you know, going where it shouldn't. So um, just to keep everybody safe, uh, we don't have uh, the technology. The only people that have their phones at camp are the the folks like me who um, need it for safety reasons. Connor Hendrick, he's our special guest here. He's with Camp Ozark, an assistant director there in Mount Ida, Arkansas. CampOzark.com is the website. And with that whole social media policy there and the cell phone policy, Connor, y'all just need to open this camp up year-round and let kids just live there because that's what every parent wants to see, their kids off those phones and doing fun stuff. Now, what is what are some of the cool things kids love at Camp Ozark when we talk about the activities? Well, like I mentioned, we have 150-plus uh, activities. Yeah, but I need to know what they are. Not right, all, not all 150. Oh, look, I'm getting there. So uh, <laughs> look, we've got uh, a lot of unique stuff. Obviously, they can... Uh, try new things at Lake Washtaw and, and do the wakeboarding class. And um, I, all the campers at some point go to the lake with a cat with their cabin, but they can do that as an activity as well. And so um, we also offer scuba. We have they can get Patty Gold level scuba um, certified at Camp Ozark. And um, this summer, if they do that class, they get a sweet scuba pro mask for free. Ooh. So shameless plug there. Yeah. But um, we also have horsemanship. We have um, a marksmanship programmed. Uh, shooting programs affiliated with sponsoring organizations where they can get patches and things like that. Um, 
We have a huge crafts program at our crafts palace. It's a palace because it's massive. And uh, it, they, the crafts program, seat weaving and, and airbrushing and uh, pottery and all that kind of stuff. So there's there's something for every child. Um, I think we'd be here much past my allotted interview time if I went through all 150. But um, the, the difference at Camp Ozark is these kids can pick what they want to do. And this time of year, it's usually, I think February 5th is when we opened it this year. So they're currently, everyone's still up picking their activities at this time. But uh, if they get to camp, camp's a little under 70 days away, the, the opening day for first session, June 2nd. But um, if kids get to camp and they say, man, I don't, I, I changed what I like since March, that's great. They can change their schedule the day they get there. They can change their schedule after the first time they try their first class whatever so um and even beyond that if they don't like what they're doing um we can uh, accommodate their schedule so it, it's about the kids and what they want to do great now connor it is getting close to that early june date when you open up camp is it too late for a parent to register their little one for this summer absolutely not like you said our website's campozark.com if they go to campozark.com slash sessions that'll give them a full calendar uh with tuition and all that stuff and how much it costs and the, uh, what's available. So there are some wait lists on our middle sessions um, in the in the heart of the summer, but our first session and our fifth session, um, and there are still spots in our other sessions as well, but our first and our fifth are, are fairly wide open because a lot of schools, um, I, I think the Memphis area may already be in school at the end of uh at the end of the summer, but, and some may still be in school at the beginning of the summer, but, um, who needs school? You can go to summer camp. <laughs> you got that right, buddy. And also one thing you do offer is you have different types of camp experiences where you have a one week, you've got a two week. And did I see one that's even longer than that? Yeah, you did. So we're based on a two week program. We have five, two week sessions. Then we have, um, eight one week sessions built into those two week sessions. The only uh, session, two week session that does not have a one week built into it is the fourth session. So um, and then they could obviously they can stay longer. So we have some kids stay for three weeks or four weeks um, and we have stay over programs for them. But we are built on a two week uh, schedule. So um, one thing I'll say about our sessions is we have our endless summer promotion for the last session. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the two week session, June 28th or July 28th, to August 10th. Um, there's a big discount on that session. And then um, if you go to the one-week session, August 4th to August 10th, uh, there's a big promotion on that one. There's a big discount on that. So um, a lot of people take advantage of that, and we want them to. So um, the endless summer promotion is obviously a thing to help um, if if you're looking for a good discount. Again, it's Camp Ozark, CampOzark.com, the website. Great information that you can log on and read if you're a potential camper, if you're a parent. All kind of good information. Y'all break it down oh so easy there. And one of the other cool things, if you're listening to us and you're in college, for example, you might want to go work at Camp Ozark next summer or beyond. You have a really cool tab on your website for joining the staff. Connor did it when he was in college and has, again, been a life changer for him. And so much there at Camp Ozark, and we're just so glad Connor Hennessy, the assistant director of Camp Ozark, could come on today's Y'all Show and give us a little taste of what the summer is going to be all about at Camp Ozark. Thank you, Connor. Thanks, John. All right. Well, more of the Y'all Show will continue right after this timeout. Don't go anywhere, and I'm going to camp. Opportunity doesn't really knock. It pops up, barges in, or runs by at 100 miles an hour. 
That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to Vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code SALE40. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Ah, oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? <sighs> yep. Feel like racing? <laughs> hey, wait! This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. The second hour of this Monday edition, the first day of the month of April, is on the air. Welcome back. It's y'all talk with a southern accent with John Rawl. We have the teller of tales from Takapola coming up in the next segment. You don't want to miss out what old, what old Jerry Short's got to say. It's going to be good as always when the teller of tales drops by. That's coming up. If you want to reach us here on the Y'all Show, our website is y'all.com. Our phone number is 803-816-1170. We would love to get your text. We would love to get your phone call. Either one, we'll be happy to take it. Operator standing by 803-816-1170. We start out this second hour with our rewind of sports from the weekend. And what a Final Four we have. I'm excited about this year's Final Four because we have four teams that I am not tired of seeing in college basketball all part of this Final Four Congratulations. We've got three of the four teams from this part of the world. The Virginia Cavaliers from the ACC. A real surprise. The Texas Tech Red Raiders from the Big 12 punched their ticket on Saturday. The Auburn Tigers. They survived Kentucky in overtime, and they go to their first ever Final Four. Same with Texas Tech, by the way. Their first trip to the Final Four in Minneapolis this year. So three of the four teams are all from Dixie heading to the Final Four this year. The other team, 
that's going to Minneapolis is MSU, Michigan State. They survived a close game with Duke, winning 68-67 to on Sunday evening. And now Sparty has a chance to win a national championship for the first time in 19 years. Michigan State won a championship in 1979, and then they won one in the year 2000. They lost a heartbreaker in 2009. So they've got a chance for the first time in about 20 years to to win another one. But, hey, we are not pulling for those Yankees here on this show. In fact, I call them the champions over the pseudo-Yankees in their win over Duke because you got to admit, Duke University, Durham, North Carolina, may be the most Yankee school well south of the Mason-Dixon line we have. I mean, I, I don't know the demographics of that school, but I would guess easily – 75% of the student population there is not from the South. And, and, and this is very non-scientific, my research that I'm telling you here. But if you know anything about Duke, especially basketball, they have a huge following in the North. You should have listened to their game on Sunday. I think that was in Washington, D.C. And the crowd was heavy Duke. They play games, regular season games, in the New York area every year because they've got so many fans in that part of the country. Duke is an honorary Yankee team, and they lost, so you won't have tears on my face here. And it's not because I'm a homer for the SEC or Big 12. I'm glad Virginia is going. Virginia represents the ACC, so we've got our three major Southern conferences represented in the Final Four. Our three major of the Power Five are the Big 12, which I know some of those teams aren't necessarily in the South, i.e. Iowa State, i.e. Kansas, Kansas State. But most of the teams in the Big 12 are in the states of Oklahoma and Texas. So we're we're proud, and, and we'll claim West Virginia too. So they're in the Big 12. So the Big 12's got a representative. The SEC with Auburn, and I'm so glad Auburn is there. I know we've got a lot of Kentucky fans, and I know you're probably crying, but somewhere Kentucky, you you got to take pride in knowing that at least it's an SEC team you got beat by in overtime. Auburn roared back. They proved that Bruce Pearl is a darn good coach. There's there's no question. Now, shady? Absolutely he's shady. In fact, we know going into last season, even into this season, he's got assistants that have been all part of this whole off-court problem with the FBI. Chuck Person, an all-time Auburn great, an assistant with Pearl on the Plains, and he was indicted. So this is with Auburn, with that big cloud hanging over them. Plus, they had a player go down on Friday night, uh, one of their key players, and they didn't have him, and they still found a way to beat UK on Sunday, and Auburn heads off. We've got audio now for the three Southern-based teams. We've got their coaches talking after their jubilant celebration out on the court. And we'll start off with those Auburn Tigers and Bruce Pearl talking after his team beat Kentucky 77-71. to Thank God for the blessings. And uh, and uh, not sure uh, that uh, uh, we thought this was going to happen. Um, I, I knew this group wanted to make history. Um, I knew they wanted to play good basketball. And I knew they wanted to represent Auburn, the other student-athletes on our campus, <clears throat> that can be for championships, and to uh, to to do this um, in such an impressive way against the best teams and coaches in, in college basketball uh, makes it even more rewarding. Um, but we um, we understand that we've got two more games to play uh, in order to win a championship, and we're going to try to continue to to focus on that. 
Auburn basketball coach Bruce Pearl from Sunday has his team defeated Kentucky to advance to Auburn's very first Final Four. And I have to say, War Eagle, or should I say War Damn Eagle, to the Auburn Nation. Congrats to all of you. And hey, who knew that Alabama was a state of college basketball? Well, I think even Alabama fans have to be in admiration of what Auburn's done. And remember, Alabama, you might have won a whole bunch of national championships on the gridiron auburn's won a few too but alabama has never gone to the final four so auburn i think is now the first team from that state to go to the final four i I could be wrong maybe there's a very small chance uab went i don't think so i know uab's had great seasons but this is auburn's first trip to the final four and alabama's not gone to the final four so from the big school standpoint from the heart of dixie auburn here's looking at you kid Virginia is back in the Final Four for the first time since 1984, the good old Ralph Sampson era of UVA basketball. And their coach, Tony Bennett, spoke after his team got their Final Four berth on Saturday. Let's go in and hear from the Who's coach after his team beat Purdue in overtime, 80-75. to It was great. I, we, we've said it before, uh, the joy of competition, the fun and the pursuit trying to win a championship and we didn't win a championship but we got to the final four and it it, of course it was exhilarating it was great um but I meant what I said and it's easy to say up here but I said it before and I experienced things um and and I was at peace but there was a burning desire to get these guys and our program to a final four and and hopefully beyond so um it's the moments are good um but I remember 19 years ago, I was sitting in the back of a press conference when my father took his team to um, the Final Four. They beat Purdue. And I memorized his quote. He said a quote that I've never forgot, and it stuck with me for that long. And they asked him, is this one of the, the greatest feelings um, that you've ever had, getting to the Final Four? And, and he said this. He said, from a feeling state, euphoria, yes, it is. Uh, but it doesn't compare with faith, with kids, family, grandkids. He said, because I know what truly matters, it enables me to enjoy what seems to matter like this. I've remembered that quote, and I've tried my best to live by it. I've wanted this program to honor what's important to me, my faith in these young men through success and through failure. Um, that's what I've wanted. And, and he pointed me in the right direction. Um, as a competitor, you go after it, and you want to do it. Um, but in the bigger picture, you have to be at peace with both. That's just my, my viewpoint on it. So um, sorry for the long answer, but I think I'm glad I got the chance to say that. Virginia coach Tony Bennett after his team defeated the Boilermakers 80-75 to on Saturday, and UVA advances to the Final Four in Minneapolis. The final team from the South to punch their ticket to the cold, cold Minnesota basketball court is Texas Tech. They defeated the number one seed Gonzaga on Saturday, winning 75-69. to Matt Mooney had 17 points for the Red Raiders. Guns up. Texas Tech's in their first Final Four. Let's go hear from their amazing coach who's only in his third year in Lubbock. And this is Texas Tech head coach Chris Beard speaking after the big win on Saturday. We're trying to build a program at Tech like a Gonzaga. Uh, this is our third year. We're starting to show some consistency. So, But we have such a high opinion of them and want to congratulate them. 
you know, in terms of our team, uh, Wes just asked me, who do you want to take the press conference? This, this is easy. This is really easy. <clears throat> How about our four seniors, uh, the backbone of our team, Norrance and Brandon, big parts of last year's success, but didn't let that define them. Um, and his returners have led us all year long. And then Tariq and Matt, his grad transfers, just buying into our culture so quickly. And it's like they've been here for their whole career. So um, I've always loved our seniors, uh, but I've never been more proud uh, than the four guys to my left right now. They're really the story of Tech basketball this year. And I'm just glad we get to coach them again. The Final Four is awesome and all that, but the most cool thing is I get to coach these guys again. We get to you know, get after it again. Uh, in practice and travel and spend time together. And uh, it's going to be a special week for us. And there you have it. Chris Beard of Texas Tech representing the third of three college basketball coaches from the South who have all guided their teams to the Final Four. Again, we salute Auburn, Texas Tech, Virginia, and the Yankee School, Michigan State, as those four are your Final Four in college basketball women's college basketball sunday was a dark day for the south louisville fell to yukon and yukon is back in the final four for i think the 12th straight year i think i saw that right 80 to 73 yukon defeats the number one seeded cardinals out in oregon mississippi state fell they were a number one seed they lost to oregon on sunday 88 to 84 and vic schaefer's team suffers a heartbreaking defeat they will not be back in the final four remember msu has played for the national championship the last two years now the women's opportunity to go to the final four continues tonight as baylor and iowa have a meeting in greensboro that winner will move on to the final four of the women's bracket and then notre dame the defending national champ they've got a game at Wintrust arena in chicago against the stanford cardinal that game is the late game tonight but we'll know the final four of the women's side of things after this evening ends all right now to the alliance of american football johnny football was quarterback in the memphis express saturday yours truly john rawl was in attendance at the liberty bowl when johnny got hit after he had a ball bounce off a receiver it went right into a defender and johnny went to go make a tackle and got a concussion and was ruled out with a head injury and we wish him the best it was great to see him back on the field he went two for three passing before the interception and memphis lost that game to the orlando apollos 34 31 a bizarre ending a ugly ending there in the bluff city if you have a chance go watch this thing on youtube it was a fun day i i think the alliance has great football as a person who's now seen a game in person it was great football the problem at least in memphis is nobody cares you had a stadium that was about 10 percent full if that and there were no cheerleaders there was not really good coordination of music it wasn't really all that fun except for the what you saw out on the gridiron it was affordable i'll give them credit on that i'm I'm hoping for the best for this league but unfortunately for express fans they are eliminated and from the south the iron from birmingham and the apollos led by coach steve spurrier are your playoff bound teams from the east side of the alliance of american football and finally some sad news from the world of college football the 1960 winner of the heisman trophy joe bellino died over the weekend at the age of 81 and he played college football for the navy midshipmen back in the late 50s and in 1960 as well first player from navy to ever win the heisman now that's important because just a few years after that a guy named roger staubach captain the midshipman and went on to win the heisman before going to a long career in the nfl now bellino went on to play in the afl for the new england patriots and 
just a sad thing there. Uh, uh, one of the greats from the old days there, Mr. Bellino passing away at the age of 81. Again, the Heisman Trophy winner from 1960. Anchors away, sir. And fair winds and following seas. Well, that is a look at our sports from the weekend here on this Monday of y'all. When we come back, we've got the teller of tales from Takapola headed your way. Jerry Short, ain't no telling what Jerry is going to be talking about. You don't want to miss it. I promise you, it's going to be fun and informative. That's up next. Opportunity doesn't really knock. It pops up, barges in, or runs by at 100 miles an hour. That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to Vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code SALE40. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. Oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? <sighs> yep. Feel like racing? <laughs> hey, wait. This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. It's the Y'all Show, the April 1st edition. We're not fooling, y'all. This is the show that's all about the South, and we're not kidding either. And we certainly, it's no kidding matter when you bring on the teller of tales from Takapola to the broadcast each and every Monday. We welcome back Jerry Short. I'm John Rawl. This is the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Jerry, happy, happy April 1st, April Fool's Day to you. I'm sure it's a holiday for you. I'd almost forgot this was my holiday. Some people <laughs> celebrate uh, Halloween. I celebrate I celebrate April Fools. And uh, that does remind me of a good uh, story to tell you in a minute when you get ready for it. But uh, yeah, it happened on April Fools. 
Well, why why wait? We can't wait. That's why, why we have the, the teller why of tales from Tigerpole. You know, we better get this from you. You might not be here forever. I know it, doggone. If I don't get this knee replacement, well, I dog, I'm slurring words and uh, hallucinating, and you name it, I'm about doing it. And Are you on all kind of medicine? Yeah, I've got fifteen pills to take a day. God, and get this one. One of them is a. Are you ready for this one? This is a female pill that they got me. It is a uh, a female Viagra. Prenatal. (laughs) 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 They put me on prenatal before they did the operation. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Short is officially transitioning here on the Y'all Show. Let's don't say official now. Let's maybe it can reverse. Maybe we can get it reversed before before I get well. But he, hey, but anyway, I've never, but I've never been a woman. So, I, you know, if you want to go that route, then that's you can do that in today's world. More power to you. Well, you know, that brings me on to something. It should have been an April Fool's, and then I'm gonna come back to what I was gonna tell you. But I met uh, uh, a great uh, Wheaties. On the box, weedy man. One time, it uh, became a female not too long ago. Oh, and, uh, Bruce, he, Bruce, yes, you know Bruce, and uh, he he was like a hero of mine coming up because I pole vaulted and like to do that, and uh, and I love to run, so and I love to swim, so you know I'm thinking, gosh, this guy is the Catalan and blah blah blah, and greatest guy it ever was, and he's on the weedy's box, and oh, probably about twenty years ago. He was with Linda Thompson. Might have been longer than that now, 25. And he had a flat coming into uh, a town on Interstate 55. And a man was out at the place, and he called me, and he told me, get out of here quick if you want to meet Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Let <laughs> 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 hey. meet him, too. I told you I was hallucinating. <laughs> Bruce, there's a slight Trump. difference, not too much, between Bruce Willis yeah. and Bruce That's Jenner. Right. One of them got more hair than the other one, I can assure you now. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I, I said yeah, and I was over. I was over in a uh, company office when he called me. I don't even think we all had tele- uh, cell phones then. And he came up, and he, he was at a, a Gulf service station. And he said they were getting a tire fixed. I brought him in. He was broke down on the interstate. And I said, yeah, I want to meet him. And so I came over, and he had Linda Thompson with him, who went with Elvis for years and years. And they were at that service station. You know, I stood there and talked to him, but. I didn't walk away with that feeling like it was a macho John Wayne type guy, but I didn't walk away with the feeling either that he was a Liberace type guy. So now uh, I got to meet him and talk to him and, and he, and we, and I asked him, I learned how to pole balls and all that. And he said, he just kind of learned that by accident because it had to be one of the three. And, you know, that's about the only thing I really got out of my conversation with him. And Linda Thompson at the time of, Really didn't kind of like her because I didn't like the way she did Elvis, so I wasn't that impressed with Linda. But um, anyway, that, what did she do to Elvis? Well, I just felt like she left him, kind of. You know, she just she he was going with Ginger Alden when he died, and and I liked Elvis a heck of a lot, and and she could have helped him probably come off of, as I say, prescription medicine. But a lot of people say no. But uh, I know it wake you up, put you sleep. I feel like I'm on. Whatever Dr. Nicopolis had ever, so I feel like I'm on it right now. But anyway, hey, I just I don't don't go. Like go hey, don't go sit mm-hmm. on the toilet. Whatever you do, okay? Now I'm gonna try not to do that. If I do, I'm gonna 
I'm going to do get a guard to go to the door. <laughs> but but uh, I don't want to die on my throne. I don't have a throne yet. And um, so anyway, I got to meet him. But what I was going to tell you, and this this is a little risque, but it's not, you know, I, I won't make it as risque. But uh, on April Fool's Day, we had this real good friend of ours. And unfortunately, he became deceased later in a car accident, not two years or three after that. But uh, we had a gag that we played, and a lot of a lot of old timers may know about it. We had a gag we would play, and we would tell a guy, you know, if he wanted to meet this girl, her daddy was real mean, but he would be home, he wouldn't be home tonight. And we have an old old second old tenant house out in the country, and she was kind of poor, but you know, it was across the county line. Didn't go to high school. We'd take him right across the county line. Well, we did this particular uh, April Fool's Day to play an April Fool's prank on him. And we, what, what would happen, you'd take the guy and you'd knock on the porch as a signal, and she would, we had a lantern on in the house. And then a guy would come out in a mask and shoot. <laughs> and then he would tend to kill one of us. So one of us went falling backwards as far as we could go, like blown off the floor. You know? This is terrible. <laughs> this really <laughs> happened. This is not an April Fool's it's, joke. No, this, 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 is, this is true. This is really true as it can be. And, uh, but when a friend of mine took the fall back and blew him away, and then we grabbed him and ran, and the man was shooting up in the air, and the boy with us took off and went another way. And the guy in the car drove off and picked us up on the back street, well, not a street on the back road. And, uh, the poor boy that we played the trick on it was going to let him meet this girl there. He's saying he's still running for his life, and he's just, we come back into town around the swimming pool, and that's where when we'd raid watermelon patches, we'd get a watermelon. We had some watermelons up there. We were busting open and getting the hearts out of and enjoying watermelon. And Stolen watermelon. Comes, oh, yeah, unfortunately. That was kind of a thing to do back in the Oh, yeah, sure. Everything back then yeah. I thought was like yeah. like uh, Mayberry. Was, yeah, it was like, it was. It was Mayberry, you know, it just, it just Andy Griffin just couldn't catch us. <laughs> we... We, uh, Barney, might, Barney may have been on that patrol that night the way it looked, but we, this poor boy ran through briars and bushes and barbed wire fences and you name it. And he ran through it. And when we got back to town and we were busting our watermelons, we stopped by and got in a watermelon patch and, you know, they had to kind of look out in this watermelon patch also because they got a thing called croton oil. Have you ever heard of that? No, never. Well, it'll give you an upset stomach. And uh, really bad upset stomach. And this uh, farmer that had these watermelons, he would number them one, two, three. And we didn't know which number he had, he had shot an injection of croton oil in. And if you got that particular number, <laughs> you would be sick as if you had taken chocolate X-lax or something. Ah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't and want so people had, like you stealing his watermelon. No. Can you imagine somebody not wanting you to get his watermelon? And they had good watermelon. Croton uh, oil. That's a new one. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that was what they put in it. He put in it, and it would get you all messed up. And uh, if you, you got the wrong number, it's kind of like uh, going to Las Vegas and, you know, not hitting it or hitting, hoping you didn't hit. But so, anyway, when we got back up and was eating watermelons, the law came first, and uh, Larry, this guy, this boy, he jumped out of the car white as a ghost 
And the cops were wondering, what in the devil have y'all done to him? He can't get his breath. He was, he, you're talking about hallucinating. Now, he was hallucinating. And he was breathing deep and hard and taking deep breaths. And the cops were trying to calm him down the best they could. And, and we all said, we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. I don't know. And he said, yeah, you did. You SOBs. And then every word he And, uh. It was all they could do to hold him off of us. I believe he could have whipped eight or ten of us. He was so upset. And uh, did, he, hey, know, did uh, he know at that point that it was a joke? Yeah. After after he saw us kind of laughing and smiling, and he saw us sitting there, and then he had been. He thought we were dead. He was wanting to take the cops back to the place, but he said he didn't know how to get there. <laughs> and so uh, that was pulled on more than one occasion. And but that was the best one that we ever had because he was a good friend of ours and he was one of the first ones of ours. And other people did it also. But uh, anyway, that uh, he finally came around, and and he didn't thank us. He came around and might have carried that uh, grudge all the way to the end, but uh, hopefully not because he was a really good guy and a really good friend of ours. But that night he got taken to the cleaners. Mm. And, and was uh, that on April Fool's? That was on April Fool's. Cause we're sitting around <laughs> trying to think of something to do good on April Fool's. We've been doing it all day, you know. And we said, you know, this is a good time to do it. You know, do it now. And uh, so anyway, we did it. You're terrible. It, it, it You're terrible. Great, yeah. You said this man and, died a few years after that. Yeah, unfortunately, he was killed in a car wreck at Starville. Uh, he was going to Mississippi State and uh, coming into town. Uh, car flipped over and just as you come in didn't have four lanes in came in on a uh, on a four on a two lane and top the hill and it flipped over and threw him out and it was so doggone bad they didn't open the coffin huh. but uh, anyway he was a really one of my best friends probably one of my two or three best friends ever and as a matter of fact if you've ever in the uh, if anybody's ever in Oxford and they're in um, um uh, there's uh, Taylor Grocery, Old Taylor Grocery. His picture would be the class. He's he's in the Taylor class picture of '64. That's uh, a high school that went away forty five, fifty years ago, and, and this right. famous catfish restaurant, Taylor, Mississippi, the Taylor Catfish Restaurant. They have that Taylor High School class picture up there on the wall, and you, this man, what's his name? Larry and uh, Larry, you talking about Larry, the guy that Larry, yeah. the guy that died, Larry yeah. Kissner, K I S N E R. Larry Kissner. My um, guess probably uh, died in 67, 68, somewhere along there. 66. 66. Yeah, I read away. He was, a, he was just, had just become a uh, sophomore. Hmm. And um, so, anyway, yeah, he was always. Uh, it always drove real fast too, and you couldn't get him to drive fast. And if when he started uh, getting a beer every now and then, he just completely wouldn't let you drive. And uh, so I got wrong. I wouldn't even ride with him because I was afraid something like that would happen. But he had two other people with him, and another one lost their life too, huh. and the other one almost lost his life too. And so anyway, that uh, is a that's how that. Uh, that ended. It didn't end on a good note at all, but it was a lot of fun two or three years before that and on uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. This is a this is a segment here on the Y'all Show with Jerry Short. We talk about the teller of tales from Takapola. 
I don't want to really talk about my own April Fools and similar jokes, but we're going to go to a break, Jerry. When we come back, one of the greatest April Fools pranks pulled on me, which I don't know if it was on April Fools or not. It had, it had to do with going off to camp, and this had to do with something called snipe hunting. And when we come back, Ooh. we just had in the first hour Connor Hennessy from Camp Ozark come on to talk about the great camp they have in Arkansas. I'm going to talk to Jerry about any of the adventures he might have had at camps long ago. Maybe snipe hunting was a part of it, but also outside of just the tricks people play. What he thinks of camps and how we can get all the kitties out there need to get ready. Two months from now, it's camp season. All that coming up as we wrap up this Monday edition. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. User can up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricted supply. See dealer for details. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4 slash play. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hems.com slash play. That's 4hems.com slash play for your first month for just five bucks. 4hems.com slash play. We are back on y'all final segment. John Rawl joined by the teller of tales from Takapola, Jerry Short. It's April Fool's Day, and in hour one, we were joined by Connor Hennessy of Camp Ozark in Mount Ida, Arkansas. Wonderful place. Go to the website, learn much more about Camp Ozark. But Jerry Short, right now, it's your time on the Y'all Show. And I'm a guy who grew up going to camps, mostly Boy Scout camps in my early days. What's your experience with going off to camp when you were a little one, Jerry? Well, let's see. My mother dropped me off at Camp Yakini one time. And uh, that's uh, um, at Takapola, as a matter of fact. That's a Boy Scout camp, right? It's a Boy Scout camp, right. And, you know, I was young, and I was just invited in there. I wasn't even a scout then. But uh, 
I was invited by a person who worked out there, so I stayed out there with him. There was a counselor, and then his son was a counselor, and he worked. But anyway, um, it was it was a lot of fun, and they, of course, you always got a lake, you always got canoes, and you always got campfire, and Boy Scouts, you did, and, uh, and it was just it was a lot of fun. But I've uh, I've also been to um, uh, the not the one you're talking about in Arkansas, or, there, or you talked about earlier. But uh, I've also been to Hardy, Arkansas, where you canoe the uh, Spring River from Mammoth Springs up on the Missouri line and go down here. It's really a good one. It's Chickasaw Council. Okay. They do it out of Memphis. That's, yeah, the I Memphis had, Boy had, Scout Council has that mm-hmm. camp in Arkansas. Right. I don't know. That was, she was really high up in that organization. And uh, and so she she went there a lot and. And my cousin, they went a lot, I think, too. My cousin did, but I didn't go with them. I went up, I've been there, been on the river, white water the river, but I've never done that. And I've been to a Methodist church camp where all my grandkids have gone at Oxford. It's Camp Lake Stevens. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically the same thing. And then, then I got kind of involved in a deal that, uh, because I was in Timberland. Some guys bought a camp called Lake uh, Camp Talawa, and I always seem to have an Indian name now, but uh, Camp Talawa, and it was over out from Charleston on the Mississippi Bluffs of the Mississippi Delta, and uh, some guys bought this from the Boy Scouts almost for nothing. The Boy Scouts said they had, they were planning on building a big new one on Sardis Reservoir, and they were taking what money they got from it to go into what they already had to build a big new camp which they didn't get around to ever doing but uh, the people that bought the camp it had a ranger had a ranger home it was there all the time it had first aid it had a mess hall that was knocked dead with everything it's like being in a military mess hall had bunk houses had a had a uh, warm water swimming pool it flowed down a, a waterfall into it and they just let that go for nothing and just uh I mean, it was it was really good and steep bluffs around it, and it had about a fifty acre lake on it also. So you couldn't have asked for a better one. And uh, uh, Presbyterian uh, Church out of Memphis was going to buy it because they had me look at it and show it to the guy one time and tell him what I thought or praise it. But uh, I didn't jack it up, and I wasn't going to jack it up for a Presbyterian Church. So. Um, I don't know if they bought it or they didn't, to tell you the truth. I, I'd quit fooling with that. Well, those Jerry, to be honest with you, that's not the first time I've heard of that. And let me tell you, as a proud Eagle Scout, as a guy who loved Boy Scouts, as a guy who worked for the Boy Scouts 15, 20 years ago as a district executive, that's not the first time I've heard of a Boy Scout council selling a really good boy scout camp for hardly anything mm. and i have to believe even the the boy scout council that i grew up in south carolina with we had a wonderful camp camp barstow and it was right. sold out from people that had no idea this was going on one day you wake up and this this long time boy scout camp was sold and some developers went in there and put houses all over this wonderful piece of property and the Boy Scouts got a very, very small sliver of a camp now, and somebody, some, no, not, not even close. Uh, it was really is a bad deal, and somebody profited from that, and it was not the Boy Scouts. And I've I got a feeling this has gone on for a long time all over the country. 
I believe it has because that one was that way. And I tell you, it was the same time Katrina hit when they bought it and they was having refugees, the government was paying. And these shysters, so to speak, they rented all those bunks out and all those cabins and that mess all out to uh, FEMA mm. to keep people there till uh, that was over with and they got them moved on out. But they made enough to pay for it on that one deal. So, you know, it's just... Uh, uh, you know that's business, but it's not the way I look at. It. Well, Jerry, let me let me ask about the little Jerry, the little Jerry Short. <laughs> okay. What what were you like when you went off the camp? Did did you miss mommy? You know, the only time I think I ever missed my parents was I was raised up kind of kind of out as a nomad or something. But uh, I I uh, went and spent the night in Taco Polo with an older gentleman who I guess would have probably been fifty then, and I was about five or four and i stayed over and they did popcorn and then i got homesick and everybody had gone to bed at about 10 o'clock and i wasn't used to going to bed so early i mean my mother would stay up later and so i told them that i had popcorn in my eyes they still talk about it i talked to one of the the people they actually own our farm then in taco polo we had then and uh he said oh yeah we we talked about that for years you you made my daddy take you to the to y'all's house and the gate was locked down under the uh down at the foot of the hill is a metal gate and they had i had to he said i made him get out and open the gate and i was crying and whining and carrying on like a little baby i guess but uh anyway that's uh that was the only time i think i've ever been homesick and you know i've heard about people just being homesick in the military and drafted in the basic training and all that but uh uh, I guess I was by myself being an only child so much it didn't really, really get to me. But what you said earlier about snipe hunting, yeah, uh, that that uh, you may have something to tell about that, and you sure can. But no, no, well, we want to we want to hear your lame stories. We've learned today on the y'all show with John Rawl with our Takapola storyteller that Jerry Short was a thief. He stole watermelons, <laughs> and he's a crybaby because he couldn't stay overnight in a very loving couple that was so probably proud to have a little five-year-old Jerry hang out with them back in the early 50s, and you had to make up a lie about popcorn in your eye. I mean, what a horrible right. kid. And the, the girl uh, later owned uh, the Beacon in Oxford. So, oh, is that uh, right? Yeah. She was married to the people that uh, her her oh, our daughter was, and they ran it. But anyway, she she died last year. Oh, unfortunately. man. I so, hate, uh, hate to hear that. And it seemed like I've got more bad stories. But what I was going to say about snipe hunting, snipe hunting was um, uh, the first time I was really introduced to snipe hunting. And the reason I remember it so clearly, it was 19, uh, um, 1960 or 59, probably 59, summer of 59. And uh, Robert Mitchum, the actor, introduced me to Snipe Hunting. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were making a movie in Oxford in 1959 called Home from the Hills. And it was Robert Mitchum, George Hamilton, George Pappard, Eleanor Parker, and uh, a few more. Every character, actually, you would ever think of it. So they have a Confederate stature. They still have it. It's sitting in the courthouse square. And Robert Mitchum was looking for his son, who his mother, Eleanor Parker, had kind of taken to raise. And it was, they, they kind of lived a separate life because uh, the guy Robert Mitchum was playing was uh, 
Captain Honeycutt, and they were from Texas. But it was supposed to be taking place in Texas, but they filmed it in Oxford. So Oxford, anyway, Mississippi, that is, Oxford, to all of our listeners. Right. But my mother uh, asked them while they were filming a fight scene. She asked the director, producer, and I was with her. We were up there watching in the backyard at night. And she said, why are they, why are they filming that here? I read the book, and it's about Texas. And this is 1959. And the, the director said, well, we've looked all over the country, and this is the closest town to a Texas town in 1934 we could find. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that tells you, I was living in the dark ages in 59 and didn't know it. But uh, anyway, uh, Robert Mitchum was looking for his son. And these character actors. And the, like his real-life son or is, is, is No, in the movie. In the mocha. It's uh, Theron was his name uh-huh. in the movie. And that was George Hamilton. And that was George Hamilton's first, about his first movie. That was before Where the Boys Are, I think what he's famous for. But uh, anyway, uh, and Elizabeth Taylor, I think he's a little bit famous for Elizabeth Taylor. But um, anyway, he uh, he he was uh, taken out by these old codgers. It, it sat around the Confederate statue, and they was whittle. And, boy, they whittled some good stuff. And when they weren't, weren't doing anything, we'd go over kids, would you? You know, here I am, 13, so, and I'm over talking to the guy that played uh, on Dukes of Hazard, the grandpa. Denver he's Powell. There for, yeah, he said Denver Powell. He's sitting there, and he's whittling away. And then there's old uh, Roy Rogers' his partner. Not Roy Rogers. Uh, Gene Autry's partner. There he is sitting there whittling. I can just name them all day. One in Everett Stone, I think he was the guy's guy. But um, anyways, all these good actors, and they they tell you and talk to you about those old westerns they made with Lash LaRue and uh, Hopalong Cassidy and Gene Autry and Roy Rogers and all those people, you know. So, but anyway, in the movie, Robert Mitchum stopped across the street. And of course, we were out of the way, and they were sitting over at Whittling. Mitchum walked across the street from what is Square Books now. It's a bookstore now. You, they had it set up as a grocery store then. He walked across the street and he walked over to the statue and he said, uh, any of y'all seen my boy Theron? And they kind of, well, Captain Wade, because he ran the whole whole area of that part of Texas. And they said, well, Captain Wade, we kind of took him out and he snipe hunting. And he said, we'll go with you to get him. And they started piling in the truck and Mitchum went on out to get him. So he explained to Sarah, and he said, I'm fixing to take you under my wings now. You're not going out here with a bag and start hollering and beating on a can, waiting on a snipe to run in this sack. You know, he said, you are not going to continue to do this. I'm taking you over, and I'm going to make a man out of you. So we caught on. That's how we caught on. So we pulled it a few times, camping out and things like that. And, uh, Never really went over near as good as that when I told you her first. Yeah. But, you know, we had a few people who would get a little bit, dang, uh, misled enough to get them a little shook up, you know, and wonder, so, what am I doing out here by myself? And I'm beating on a, a tin can with a stick and uh, hollering for snipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry Robert Mitchum ruined it for you. I do have to tell you and everybody else, you're a guy who spent a long time in the woods. There really is such a thing as snipe. Yep, there are, but uh, we don't have uh, many in this area. They look like a, um, they look more like a, uh, I've seen them running in the woods and, and what would I say they look like? 
kind of a bushy tail squirrel, maybe. Okay. Something like that. That's kind of what they look like. And, uh, well, you know, we don't have a lot of stuff down this far south, or they don't have this lot of our stuff up north, thank goodness. I've got groundhogs that live in my backyard here. And I think this is as far south as they go. But, but that's a new thing. I, I just saw my first groundhog, and I've lived all over the South. I saw my first hawk, groundhog two years ago in Georgia, and now I've seen them in Tennessee, yeah. Alabama, and Mississippi. They've always kind of ran around the, uh, as far South maybe as Nashville. I uh, never saw Nashville. a single one in all well, my above, years there. Well, you got to almost be in the – well, these, these are in my yard. And if, I mean, I couldn't figure them out. I had to look it up on the Internet and everywhere else. To figure out what he was, it don't look like the same groundhog that's in uh, Groundhog Day. Jerry, so, I think somebody's <laughs> playing an April Fool's joke on you. That ain't no groundhog in your yard. That's some kind of crazy looking raccoon you got out there, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, we we're gonna have to cut you short. We uh, had a lot of basketball talk to start this hour, so oh my goodness, March Madness and Final Four talk has cut into our Takapola talk today. Sorry about that. That's all right. We're doing it. We'll get it next time. How about them Auburn Tigers heading to the Final Four? Well, I'm glad you told me about that, but that's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I've been keeping up with all this, all this darn mischief. I can't keep up. I understand. That's, I'm just wanting to let you know, if you wake up and you see that Auburn and Texas Tech have both gone to the Final Four, you are not hallucinating both of those programs, their first. Texas Tech. Yep, Red Raiders and the War Eagle Plainsmen to their first Final Four in school history. And Virginia's back for the first time in 35 years. So, oh, well, impressive. I mean, that's, that's great that you, I guess Kentucky must be the other one. No, no, they lost. They lost to Auburn. They did? Yeah, they lost to Auburn. Oh, the other, the other one is good. Michigan State. Okay. we got one Yankee school in the Spartans, and then we got three representing three different Southern-based that's conferences. Southern Michigan State coach is hard to beat. I've, I've covered Ole Miss playing them in a reasonable four if it's the same coach they had yep, Izzo. 15 years ago, yep. yeah. Tom Izzo, I mean, he's, he's a good one. He's a good one. He's a good one. Tom, uh, he's good as well as Bruce Pearl. Obviously, Bruce, what he's done at Auburn. Obviously, yeah. Tennessee and, and, and then a yeah. Texas Tech's coach, an unbelievable job in three seasons. He's taken Texas Tech to the Elite Eight last year and now to the Final Four this year. And then what Tony Bennett's done at UVA, a great well, they were number one seed, so – well, you take Texas Tech, that's someplace that Bobby Knight couldn't even do it. That's right. And I think Bobby Knight, to me, is the greatest basketball coach that I've known. Yeah. You know, I've kept up with. That but I've he's liked. no storyteller. He he could learn a thing no. from you, Jerry Short. <laughs> okay. Hey, have a great rest of your week. Thank you for being on the Y'all Show, sir. I appreciate it. And see you then. All right, Jerry Short, teller of tales from Takapolo. Well, that will conclude this Monday edition of the all-Southern program. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're going to have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue and a Texas Tech alum in Matt Hearmans join us. I know he'll have his guns up. We'll have our barbecue report, plus we'll talk a little politics and more. All that on the Tuesday, y'all, with John Rawl. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Opportunity doesn't really knock. It pops up, barges in, or runs by at 100 miles an hour. That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to Vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at Vistaprint.com. 
Just use promo code SALE40. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. Oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant, plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? <sighs> yep. Feel like racing? <laughs> hey, wait. This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed.